This is episode 195 of the Dear Discreet Guide Trouble at Work podcast. This episode is titled Samuel Paty, a teacher killed for doing his job. This episode is part of our series on education and teaching. And this episode is dedicated to Samuel's family, students, memory, and legacy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Discreet Guide, Trouble at Work, where we talk about work, working, and how to make work better. If it's work-related, we're on it. Who knew talking about work would be this much fun? I'm Jennifer Crittenden, a former CFO and host of the show, and thank you for joining our quest to improve our workplaces. Let's do this. Today I want to tell the story of Samuel Paty, who was a history teacher who was murdered for his teaching earlier this month. I recorded an episode last spring titled, When Your Job Can Get You Killed, and it was during the series about journalists and journalism and was about the danger that journalists put themselves in through their work and how many of them pay the price with their life. It never occurred to me that I would be doing an episode along a similar topic about teaching. Paty was a geography history teacher in quatrième, which is eighth grade. Some American publications are calling it fourth grade because that's what quatrième means, Uh, but that's a mistake, and it makes a difference because of what follows. I will say that this story is particularly hard for me because I attended Quatrième C when I was in school in Paris, and so I can easily imagine one of my teachers in his place. He taught at the Collège du Bois d'Aulne in Conflans-Saint-Honorine, which is a suburb northwest of Paris. And in early October, he was teaching a section on free speech, and he showed two cartoons that had been published as satire by Charlie Hebdo, which is a French magazine that had been attacked by Islamic terrorists in 2011, 2015, and then again in 2020. It was attacked in 2011, it was firebombed, after it published a cover with a cartoon of Mohammed uh, with a headline that said, A hundred lashes of the whip if you don't die laughing. In January of 2015, two gunmen entered the magazine headquarters and killed 12 staff members. And after that attack, supporters of free speech used the slogan and hashtag, Je suis Charlie, I am Charlie, as a sign of solidarity with the magazine and with resistance to armed threats. A week after the attack, Charlie Hebdo published a new issue that again featured Mohammed on the cover. Uh, this time, Mohammed held a sign that said, Je suis Charlie, and there was a headline that read, Tout est pardonné, all is forgiven. Then, in September of 2020, the perpetrators of the 2015 attack were set to go on trial. 
and the magazine republished the Muhammad caricatures, uh, which this time drew a knife attack in which two people were critically injured. They worked at a television station located in the former headquarters of the magazine. The assailant was Zaire Hassan Mehmood, a 25-year-old who confessed and said that he was acting in revenge for the Muhammad cartoons but didn't realize that the magazine had moved locations. And six other people were arrested in connection to that attack. So back to Samuel Paty, two of the cartoons that he showed to his class, one was the one of Muhammad holding up a sign saying, Je suis Charlie, a sign of the protest from advocates of free speech after the magazine had been attacked. And so you can imagine how he wanted to use that cartoon to explain the uh, event. The second cartoon was much more profane. It showed Muhammad on all fours with a star coming out of his butt with the caption, A Star is Born. And before you all go nuts, uh, Pati's point was that French law protects someone's right to publish this cartoon. And he explained ahead of time that students might be offended. There were Muslim students in his class. And he suggested that they could leave the room or look away but that his objective was a mutually respectful conversation. He had actually taught this section before, but this time the backlash was significant. Several parents complained, including the Muslim father of a student who filed a complaint with the police. He also posted a video denouncing Pati on Facebook, claiming that the teacher had banned Muslim students from the classroom, although it appears the truth is that his daughter was simply not in class that day. And the father further claimed that Pati showed a photograph of a naked man as though it was the prophet of Islam. He accused him of racism and Islamophobia and posted the teacher's name and the school's address. And he asked other Muslims to help get the teacher fired, calling him a voyou, a bad guy, a hooligan, and a racist. According to Pati's obituary in The Economist, a known Islamist agitator, Abdel Hakim Sefrui, came to the school and made a video saying Pati's behavior was aggressive and irresponsible. And when Pati was accused of being an Islamophobe, the principal called him in and the school was visited by the local education authority. But they concluded that he had followed correct classroom procedure and he was not disciplined. The economist went on to say that, quote, the moral and legal weight of the French state was on his side. But uh, Pati felt threatened. He had not previously experienced that kind of attack, and he struggled with it. He, too, filed a report with the police. He changed the way he walked home, and instead of taking a shortcut through the woods, he stayed on the street. He was right to be concerned. One individual, Abdullah Anzaroff, an 18-year-old Chechen refugee, answered the father's call. He exchanged multiple messages with the parent and eventually came to the school on October 15th. It was a Friday evening just before the All Saints vacation. 
Paty wished his students a good break and left to walk home. Anzarov identified Paty and followed him as he walked home. Anzarov caught up with him, then beat him and stabbed him, and then decapitated him in the street. He posted a photo of the teacher's severed head on Twitter. The police caught up with him just afterwards and shot and killed him when he attacked them with a knife. France has continued to investigate the murder and now has arrested 11 people in connection to it, including the father, a cleric, and several children who helped identify the teacher. French authorities responded immediately. Macron, the president of France, denounced the killing. There were numerous demonstrations in support of freedom of speech and teachers, and Paty uh, had tribute paid to him, including a national ceremony at the Sorbonne University. He was posthumously granted France's highest award, the Légion d'honneur. Macron called Paty the face of the Republic and commented that his apartment was a library and that his greatest gifts were books. He said, We all have in our hearts, in our memories, a teacher who changed the course of our existence. You know, this teacher who taught us to read, to count, to have confidence in ourselves. This teacher who not only passed on knowledge to us, but opened a path for us. Samuel Paty was one of those, he said, one of those teachers who will not be forgotten. Of these enthusiasts capable of spending nights learning history, a teacher who questioned himself a thousand times, as he did for a course on freedom of expression and freedom of conscience that he had been preparing since July. And at one gathering, one of the buildings at the Sorbonne was lit up with the message in red, white, and blue, Solidarité avec tous les enseignants de France. We stand with all the teachers in France. Now, instead of hashtag Je suis Charlie, the hashtag Je suis prof, I'm a teacher, was trending. Le Point magazine has run a cover with his photo with the headline, Professeur mort pour la liberté, the teacher who died for liberty. The story has gotten even more traction as many Muslims around the globe have protested France's so-called Islamophobia, especially Macron's comments at Paty's tribute. The French government has undertaken steps to rein in radicalization and reform how Islam is practiced in France. Macron said several dozen concrete actions have been launched in recent days against organizations, associations, or individuals who carry a project of radical Islamism or an ideology of destruction of the republic. Meanwhile, Islamists say the display of blasphemous cartoons depicting Muhammad are making victims of Muslims. The Prime Minister of Pakistan has taken to Twitter to explain that ridiculing their prophet causes pain, as well as other prominent Muslims with millions of followers on social media. Many now are calling for a boycott on French goods, on the other hand, some people are saying that the story has faded from the news too quickly because we are afraid of speaking out against radical Islamism for fear of retaliation. And others are asking, 
why people aren't as outraged over the teacher's beheading as they were over the murder of George Floyd. I might suggest it's because the two events are very different, but here we are. Outrage begets more outrage. An op-ed in the Wall Street Journal has tried to connect cancer culture with Islamism, saying it was no ordinary act of terrorism. Laurent Dubreuil, a professor of Comp Lit at Cornell, of course it's Cornell because it seems as though all our episodes about teaching and education touch on Cornell. Anyway, Laurent wrote, Paty is now officially celebrated as a hero, and rightly so. The world in which he thrived was far removed from the newer alternative model of society based on group identities, censorship, ignorance, and destruction. Poor Pof Paty has gotten a bit lost in all of this, but I have not forgotten him, and I suspect his five-year-old son and his wife have not forgotten him. Being a supporter of free speech means putting up with speech that you find offensive. And it's up to our teachers to explain that, depict that, and show us how that works. They shouldn't be killed for doing their job. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, the pandemic isn't really over, but it seems as though we've moved into a different phase where our lives have a bit more normalcy. As a result, we're adjusting the format of the show back to fewer, more lengthy episodes airing on Tuesday and Friday and sometimes on Sunday, since those Sunday literary episodes have been very popular. Speaking of which, our downloads have exploded during the pandemic, so thank you for your patronage. If you like what we do, you can support the show through our Patreon page. Another way to support us, which doesn't cost anything, is to follow us or like us on Podomatic.com, and that will help us increase our visibility. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a comment about who you are, what you like, or if you have a comment about the show. And finally, I also run a professional training company for people who want to advance in their careers with courses on communication skills, executive presence, and accent reduction. You can find out more at discreteguide.com, D-I-S-C-R-E-E-T-G-U-I-D-E. Please take care and let's talk again soon.